Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today, November 6th, 2020. As of right now, as this podcast is being recorded, just past 5 in the morning, I get up way too early. On a uh, Friday, uh, election has still not been called, although it appears that Joe Biden is in a very comfortable lead in the popular vote. Um, and it will actually go down as uh, achieving the most votes in the history of our country. The final margin of victory in the popular vote may be even bigger than what Barack Obama beat Mitt Romney by in 2012. Of course, none of that really matters, how, how much of a margin of victory in the popular vote. What matters is whether or not you win the Electoral College the uh, weird, archaic voting mechanism that was uh, invented back in the what, 18th or 19th century, way back in the beginning. So, um, kind of a, a dumb system. I, if, if we're to ever continue with this electoral college thing, I think it needs to be more of like a backup. Like, the vote is the, the vote. That's how we should decide who becomes president. Everyone votes, and you know the candidate that gets the most votes is the winner. In a case where the margin of victory is, say, less than a percent or something, maybe not even a percent, it's more like a specific number. Like if it's 10,000, you know, 300-plus million people in this country in the final vote, and the popular vote is like less than 10,000 difference, then maybe you have some sort of electoral college backup. That's when the electoral college is initiated, if and when uh, the popular vote is extremely close. A lot of times, though, it's not really that close. Uh, Percentage-wise, it might seem close, but, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton won in 2016 by almost 3 million. Joe Biden is up by, I think, a little over 3 million. It might be close to 4 million by the time it's all done. Um, once it's all tallied up, that's a that's a comfortable win, you know. Um, you know, a city with a population of three million or four million it is a metropolis. You know, it's a big, thriving, vibrant city. You know, with lots of people, lots of you know, a big, um, you know, robust economy. Usually, you know, th- those are some good-sized cities. So. Um, a margin of victory that big means that, like, that particular city, you know, I don't know uh, the populations of specific cities off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure, like, Seattle, uh, one of the biggest city in the state of Washington, is around the, the metropolis, I think, is around two or three million. So it'd be like the Seattle metropolis, all the people in the Seattle metropolis, their vote just not counting, you know. That, I mean, think of it if you live in one of those metropolises. Uh, or you can think of it as everyone in a state that doesn't live in a particular big metropolis of a state. You know, state of Washington, there's, you know, Seattle is, the Seattle metropolis has a big percentage of the population, but the majority of the people in the state of Washington don't live in Seattle. Um, it is the biggest city, but there's plenty of people that live outside that. So it'd almost be like, if you added up all the rural people, it'd be like, oh, their vote's not counting, or whatever. So, electoral college is dumb, and we need to 
Either I'd prefer to get rid of it entirely, but if some people have a sort of nostalgic attachment to it, maybe use it more as like a backup and tweak it a little bit so that it's a very direct ratio of voters to electoral votes, um, where it's the same ratio for every state. You know, X number of voters equals Y number of electoral votes, a very specific you know, multiplication. So, state of Wyoming has about a million or so people, and they get three electoral votes. So you just, you know, a million divided by three. What that means? There's that many votes per, you know, that number of people. So it should be the same number for each state, but it's it's not. A lot of the more populous states have a very less representative ratio, it might be one electoral vote for every like 200,000 people, whereas other states it might be as low as like 50,000. So um, some states want your one vote has, in reality, more weight to it. It, it, meet, it has a slightly higher value. Uh, it, not every vote is just one. So it's just it's kind of dumb, and it's really just based off what part of the country you live in. You know, if you live in a kind of a quote-unquote more red state sometimes or more rural state your one vote just it does have a slightly greater value in electoral college but anyway it's uh, continuing to get kind of a like it it really feels like we're, we're finally coming towards the end of this Trump thing like it all his bluster and temper tantrums and you know his lawsuits that he's trying to do just keeping with his old old shtick that he's been doing for decades you know that's what people kind of didn't understand when they said he was gonna run the company or you know run the country like a company like a business he runs businesses a certain particular way uh, his objective when he runs a business is not to earn a profit it's to enrich himself you know um, so if he makes deals with you know certain contractors to do work for him he, in many cases, has no intention of paying them the amount that he agreed to pay them. Um, and will kind of, you know, skip on paying the bill when the bill is due and they've already done the work for him. So then they have to sue him to get him to... And then, you know, if it later comes out, people working for him, they kind of, like, describe what it was like to work for him, he might try to sue them for defamation or something, you know, and try to drain their resources. It, that That's his only way he, he doesn't he's never really had any desire to just improve who he is as a person it, it's just try to contort the world to his so that he wins you know try to fix the rig the game rig the system so that he always wins um, and he's many cases throughout his life been rewarded for that exact thing you know um, this time it, it, I don't I think he's He's kind of tapped out, and um, yeah, I think the walls are kind of closing in. We're going to finally start moving forward. For the MAGA crowd, um, you know, it's a free country, so, you know, if you want, want to have your big Make America Great flag in your yard and, you know, hang it proudly and all that, yeah, you know, whatever. Are some people going to get upset with you? Yeah. 
but it, it's a free country. <laughs> so um, you have every right to put up a flag that has various connotations with it. Other people who will understand what that flag represents have every right to be kind of upset with it, uh, with you. Now, they don't have any right to cause any damage to your flag or to d damage your property in any way, but they do have a right to say something about it. Yeah, just as you have every right to speak your mind um, regarding your, you know, admiration of Donald Trump and support of the way that he rules and his policies, you know, including, um, you know, imprisoning children. Um, you know, you, you support that. You think that's a great thing um, without any reservations at all. And, you know, probably most likely you do have but you try to find a way to justify it. Maybe you'll blame it on Obama. Maybe you'll say, well, no, this is something that was happening before. And being kind of dismissive of the clear and obvious, like, escalation that, that's happened down there during Trump of cruelty. You know, ICE has been around for a while, but some of the things that's been going on the last few years is pretty, pretty disgusting. You know, um, children being locked up in a cage because they were walking. And, and they didn't get their paperwork first, yeah. you know. And then some of the people that are locking them up are going to profess to abide by a certain, you know, ethos of you know forgiveness, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. That's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> if you're reciting that every, you know, often, if you're, that, that that particular line is something you've said a lot throughout your life. How do you justify putting a child in a cage because they were trespassing? You know, that, that line is in, it, it is something that a lot of people recite over and over for a reason. That because a lot of conflict that has happened throughout history is, is kind of due to that. People being unwilling to forgive a trespasser. You know, someone walking across the way you know, moving through. We are a migratory species. We do move about. But, you know, um, some people get really tense and angry about, you know, the natural flow of things, you know, um, and, get, and, and then sort of have a certain idea of what America is as far as, like, racially or ethnically, even though it's not it, it is a racially diverse place it is a culturally diverse place and has been and that's part of what makes it great it is a land of freedom you don't have to be in one particular religion there are places in the world still to this day that are controlled by a religious state controlled by certain religious leaders who may not even truly believe in the religion that they're professing to be a member of but it's because it's more about power and control and you have to in the rules of the country are dictated by these sort of religious leaders. Um, we have a different system here. Ideally, you know, you have people that are principled and ethical and moral and all that kind of thing and have, and, and you know, may or may not be religious, but that, you know, it's more what type of people are they, you know. Um, so, I mean, it, it appears that we're finally, whew, <clears throat> a cautious, you know, 
exhale, sigh of relief type thing. This foyer of grind of and, and, and then all the years preceding it with Trump just being this sort of nagging persistent nuisance that just wouldn't go away. And it was like because he was so annoying and so obnoxious and so racist, it actually got a bunch of people to, you know, vote for him for president and stuff and get real excited about him being president because he was so obnoxious and racist, you know. It's crazy. It's been a weird time, you know. I think um, the person always likes to believe, you know, pe people are generally good and all that and that we are a country. A, a true country, um, and it means something to be an American, you know. It's been very confusing the last few, though, you know. Um, like, I had, I had no illusions that right, racism was gone in this country, but I, I didn't really realize it was that strong, um, and that there was that many people, um, you know, it's just, and the kind of the, the folks that kind of like, well, I'm not racist, but I'm voting Trump because you know, look, if you're not a racist, you don't support racism. Why are you voting Trump? Why why'd you do that? What what are your beliefs really? Yeah, to me, a lot of that is like a knowing. Those people that say they're not a racist and then they vote Trump, is a an acknowledgement that yeah, racism is bad, but it's like. It's a belief that the beliefs that they have about certain specific groups aren't racism. So the belief that the immigrants coming across the border are a caravan of MI6 uh, Mexican gangsters who are going to rape and murder your, you know, your family and stuff. And some are okay. That's not, I mean, those people aren't that. That, that's the reality. They are immigrants and refugees. They're human beings walking here. Yeah, they're, if you have a group of several thousand people, are there going to be a handful possibly here and there that may have criminal intent? Possibly. So maybe some kind of basic screening, but certainly not locking them up or whatever. But the, the realities are just people, and, and, and they're a lot like our ancestors and whatever. But the sort of, you know, insistent belief that no, they actually are a threat is racism. But, you know, so that's the weird thing where certain people do have racist beliefs. And, but they believe, they believe that the, what their view of particular groups is not racism. Am I racist? Yeah, probably mostly against white people. Um, the the color of skin that I have. I probably form the most negative judgments of large groups of white people. That's probably the group I form the biggest stereotype of. You know, I'm going to, yes, and, and that is a flaw of mine, I guess. If I see a big MAGA crowd, a bunch of kind of big mass of white people, and they're all wearing red hats that say, Make America Great Again. You know, there's, I mean, Hillary Clinton back in 2016, um, who was a valedictorian of her college, and she was a lawyer for a while, she's a very alpha female type, she referred to that big group, you know, kind of 
angry white people wearing the red hats and stuff as a basket full of deplorables. A basket full of deplorables. Oh, yeah, so I'll take a basket full of deplorables, please. Yes, that sounds very nice. You know, um, you know, and then they kind of, then many of them kind of use that as a thing, of course. You know, they kind of, oh, we're all deplorables. You know, she was just trying to, like, yeah, it's a, it was, it was the MAGA crowd, big large group of angry white people in a big crowd all scr screaming and shouting and wearing big red hats. Yeah. I mean, analogy I like to use all the time. Some people really dig Insane Clown Posse. You think they're the greatest band ever. I, I don't get it. You know, I, I have such an inability to relate to that that angry MAGA crowd, even though. My skin color is the same. It's like the sort of ignorant pursuing of nonsense white person um, that is privileged, but then doesn't understand that they are. And it's kind of ignorant of all things and just kind of dirt. But that's the thing about the Trump support. It wasn't all MAGA. You know, the MAGA were like the diehards. Those were like the, the cult followers, man. You know, they were, they, they loved Trump. They thought he was the greatest thing. And, you know, and a lot of them are just, a lot of them, I think, have good intent within them. But I think a lot of them are kind of like, you know, just busy with other stuff and not really paying attention. They watch a lot of Fox News, a lot of Sinclair Broadcasting, local news affiliates. And they have a certain routine that they're used to, uh, and a certain predominantly white social circle. And so, uh, you know, certain negative assumptions or whatever with other groups that are non-white, predominantly based from lack of experience or something, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, not a big... It's, I don't know what we're going to do with that group. You know, how do we get... Because I don't know what they want. Because I don't think they know what they want. You know, I think they just liked the kind of being the rabble-rousers. Being the kind of chaos theory, you know. They, were, they kind of gum up the whole works. They kind of force chaos, you know. What do they get out of it? I think just... You know, maybe a cathartic release. You go to a big crowd and you scream out, build the wall or lock her up. You know, you're in a big crowd and you're demanding that, uh, you know, the person running for president, the former Secretary of State and Senator of New York, um, gets thrown in jail. You know, you know what if it actually happened? What a, what a power you have, you know? You're demanding that a politician... A highly powerful person gets thrown in jail simply because you want her to go to jail when the person you know kind of leading the chant is, is sort of wanting to uh, not have to worry about not have to worry about her as a you know competition or something and that's really what it's about it's not because she's actually committed a crime you know a felony by any stretch or even a misdemeanor for that matter it's not on the criminal code sending emails is not really a it's really a crime, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, 
We'll be moving on from all the Trump nonsense soon. Uh, the one thing is that there is a, there was a lot of people that did vote for him. How loyal is their support of him? It's got to be pretty darn loyal if in 2020 they're voting Trump. That 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 is a statement, you know. That they they were saying something there. Like, what do you believe in? What are you wanting? What do you want this country to be? Um, it seems that yeah, a lot of people in this country want it to be you know, kind of chaotic, kind of divisive, kind of, um, they want it to be a country that kind of acts more violently and aggressive towards people that are different in any way, or they want it to be a country that sort of allows militant groups to sort of storm the capital and threaten people. They, they think that would be a good thing. Um, you know, it, it, more systematic racism and stuff like that more benefiting of the wealthy you know there, there's millions of people that voted for that you know they they they, just, they believe that that is going to be better and that is going to be greatness if we have a country that you know persecutes people because of their religion that um, sends in federal agents to sort of intimidate and act violently towards people that are speaking out you know the Attorney General being basically Trump's personal attorney, even though his job is supposed to be representing the legal interest of the people. Um, corruption, abuse of power, all those things are totally acceptable. You know, you know, a president extorting a foreign power in order to gain political favors, totally fine. That that's okay. So in fact, that let's let's have more of that. Is what. About 69 million people said over the you know a few days ago. Yeah, there are a lot of people in this country who want corruption and violence and division, and they they voted for it. How understanding were they that that's what they were choosing? That that's the question. You know, many of them yes, they were voting for Trump because he represented chaos, because he was racist because he was corrupt, because it could force the whole system to collapse. And then in the after the collapse, various factions can sort of fight for control of whatever, you know. And yes, that was part of the Trump support. If you're a Trump supporter and you get offended by hearing something like that, again, it's part of the support. Part of the su Trump support is... Nazis, Proud Boys, KKK, other sort of fascist militant organizations. That was part of his support, part of. There was also evangelical Christians. There was also lifelong Republicans that don't like Trump as a person. But he does have the support of the Republican Party, therefore they went with him. So you have a lot of different like sort of pools and groups of people. You have the diehard Magus, who are Trump fans. They're Trump sycophants. They'll do anything and say anything that Trump wants them to do. You know, a few of them have even acted violently towards others. Uh, one 17-year-old Trump supporter murdered two people. It wasn't that Trump told them specifically to murder people, but Trump has made it clear that acting aggressively toward, violently toward those who are speaking out against him is something he strongly encourages. And so, yeah. One 17-year-old kid did indeed do that. He will probably spend the rest of his life in prison because he was going to be charged as an adult. Um, 
you know, unless some craziness gets involved there. But, uh, you know, and then there was the guy a year or two ago, whatever it was, that sent makeshift bombs to a various Democratic thing, you know. It's been, um, you know, and then now there's these so-called poll watchers, Trump supporters, the MAGA, really, that are, you know, going to where there's people counting votes and they're just chanting and trying to just create more tension. It's very much about tension and creating tension. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. And, and, mo and it, the other huge group there was, was this, this sort of anti-democratic, and that's kind of why they went Trump. You know, the Democrats are going to instill socialism. And that's supposed to make you want to vote for Donald Trump, who's going to have socialism for the wealthy. You know, he he's getting a cut of your check so that he can go golfing at a golf resort that he owns. Yeah, money's being taken out of your check so a wealthy billionaire guy, con man who became president, can go golfing at a golf resort that he owns. Yeah, so then he actually gets a specific cut of that too. You know the money spent, and then when the him and the Secret Service agents stay at his hotels, um, his company raises the rates a few hundred percent so they can get an extra few bucks. How could Trump, the president, stay anywhere else? Well, of course, but then it wouldn't be a Trump-owned property. Then it wouldn't be marketing that property. That's his main focus: is his, his brand, you know, and his net worth and such. That, that's really what he's kind of focused on. Um, yeah, but that, all that, that's coming to an end soon, you know, I think Trump is, uh, he's just running out of options, you know, the, the only way he could win, and he, he knew, and we all knew, was, was to cheat, and that's what he does, that's what, what confidence men are, they're cheaters, liars, stealers, they, they, they manipulate information, they, they, they mess with your mind to try to convince you that they are trustworthy. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what Trump was doing, you know. He even said that all the time, trust me, you know. Why was he running for president initially? Because he, he, he was the host of a game show. And, uh, you know, he wanted to stir up more kind of publicity for it, publicity for himself so he can, you know, promote his businesses and the Trump organization and stuff. You know, he did that during the campaign. He did talk about his companies and stuff and his golf resorts and stuff. Everyone that follows Trump is aware that he owns lots of hotels and golf resorts and you're probably aware of the different places where they are. Yeah, because he talked about them a lot. He even talked about his wine that he owns, even though he, he doesn't drink. You know, um... You know, he he used the campaign to kind of promote himself and his various products or companies, you know. So. Mm. Oh, this, it's going to be, it's just going to be nice. I'll start moving forward again, but I'm just, uh, how to, um. I don't know, like how to how to bring back those people that are that drifted so far away from reality, you know, and went all in. I don't, you know, how do we?
kind of get them back to some kind of moderation or something, you know, like uh, you know, Trump was he was about as bad as you can get you know, there, there's not really much redeemable about the guy, but 69 people voted for him anyway you know, there, there's something wrong with our system, obviously, you know why is a, why are major why is the Republican Party still this massively supported organization? They, they picked Donald Trump two times in a row. Like, and then when the guy abused his power and, you know, all this stuff was clearly and obviously unfit, they just let him keep serving anyway. They refused to do anything about it. It's just, you know, that there's 300 plus million people in this country. And there's way too many people that vote for the Republican Party simply because they don't like the Democrats. And it's like, well, then vote for a different one, you know, like, there's no way there's, of the 69 million people that voted for Trump, that most of them, it had to have something to do with the fact that the Democrats were the main other option. So they just didn't like the Democrats. And part of that is because that was one of Trump's main messages. Vote for him because the Democrats are going to be socialist. If you vote for Joe Biden, that was the weirdest one. One of the Trump campaign videos. They show uh, videos of all the sort of riots and stuff that are going on, that were going on throughout the U.S. while Trump was president. And it shows all these riots and stuff. And then it says, if you vote Biden, this will continue. And it's like, huh? <laughs> no, that, that was happening now. Trump is president. Like, n no. No, that continues if Trump is president, not not Biden. You know. Now, yes, the, the sort of people, the pro-fascist movement that, that has sort of, you know, steadily grown under Trump, how they behave under a Biden regime, a Biden presidency, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the question, you know. Hopefully, clear heads prevail, you know, and um, people just can kind of, I don't know, kinda be, I just hope a lot of the MAGA folk and whatever just kind of snap out of it at some point. I, I don't I don't really know what it's what it's going to take. You know, they got to find a way to filter the information to them in a certain way, because a lot of the, I think my, my parents and mom said that, I'm, I'm not sure if they're really... Trump apologists, before they've been Trump apologists, but I wouldn't say they're Trump supporters, but they were kind of apologetic to his whatever, but they also watch Sinclair Broadcasting. So, you know, they're kind of fed daily whatever. But I just... I don't know. The future looks a little more promising. Uh, these next few months are going to get goofy. As this, you know, um, defeated, wretched Republican president uh, lingers around for a couple more months because his term is not over once the election is confirmed. You know, if he did, once he is confirmed that he lost, it, it, it's not like Joe Biden gets sworn in the next day. Inauguration day is not till what January. Electoral college votes not till December 14th. So. Um, you know, he, he's got a couple months to get his affairs sorted 
and uh, to figure out what he wants to do with himself after he no longer has the legal protections of being president. Um, and then Joe Biden has to decide whether or not to pardon Joe, um, Donald Trump uh, for you know insurance fraud and tax fraud. Accepting a pardon would mean admitting guilt. That, that is the one caveat with accepting a pardon. So, uh, we'll see. Excuse me. So, it is though, it's, it's a good kind of holiday, the holiday's coming up, and just kind of knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, cautiously optimistic that Biden will indeed win, Trump's on his way out, he's got a couple months to get his affairs sorted, you know, um, does he need to move out of the country, does he need to... He's got a lot of debts that are due as well. Um, you know, probably the main thing he's probably uh, concerned with is the possible tax fraud and insurance fraud charges that are looming, as well as campaign finance violations. And again, the only reason those haven't proceeded is because he is currently the president. Criminal justice has a policy of not indicting sitting presidents. It's never really been an issue before. This president, you know, that that was kind of the one main thing with electing a guy that was a famous con man. Um, you know, the, the chances of him engaging in highly unethical, immoral, out and possibly outright criminal behavior was pretty high, because that's well, that that's what he was. You know, that's what he was famous for. Um, but you know, marketing is a powerful tool. You know, that's what I majored in in college, and so. Donald Trump is all marketing. What does he do specifically? Well, he's a real estate developer. What does that mean? You know, he designs the buildings and manages the construction and building of buildings and developing land and is successful at it most of the time. Yes? Is that... No, not, not really. No. <laughs> it's not really... It's more like because of his wealth that he was born with, he was able to put certain things in place to sort of prop up a certain appearance of success. Uh, and then with his fame, was able to sort of get a certain value. There is a certain genius in that, just finding a value in your name because of your fame. Even though your fame is from being a scoundrel and a con man, fame is fame. And so there is a certain value in fame and just people knowing who you are and people being kind of intrigued by your name, even if it's kind of a negative intrigue, you know, even if it's kind of like a almost a repulsion, somehow it, it still had value. Um, I remember being, you know, relatively young, mid-teens, and I'd hear about those, you know, the Trump Tower, you know, I think, why would anyone want to go there? It says Trump on the giant letters in the top like yeah i'm not spending money there you know like why i never understood why that would by having a big gaudy gold letters saying trump on the top of a building why that would make people want to live there or be a part of that because you know they they liked his image you know they thought it was they really thought he was great i never 
never really understood that. For me, it was boy the opposite. I see a big Trump, and it's like, oh, well, that's the one not to go to. You know, that's a clear and obvious one not to try to, you know, eat at the restaurant there and or you know stay at the hotel and that one or you know that that's the one to avoid because it's going to be extremely overpriced but but not worth the price it's one of those where you are paying for the name you're paying extra because it has his name on the building and that's it it's sometimes the quality be no better than a holiday inn a trump hotel they'll tell you that it's way better that it's luxurious and all this stuff but it's the nuts and bolts of the place, like how it runs truly, you know, like how the plumbing and showering, that's why he complains about the showers all the time, because he, he's, he's known to cut corners in costs when uh, building things. So it's probably, he's probably referring to a Trump owned or Trump managed or whatever property where the plumbing and stuff probably wasn't put in properly. And so when he takes a shower, it just kind of trinkles out. I don't have any issues with my shower pressure or the toilets flushing or anything where I live. And in fact, uh, most houses I've lived at, even pretty shitty houses, it, you know, the showers work just fine. So I, I don't really know what the fuck he's talking about when he uh, gets all upset and starts ranting and raving about shower pressure and toilets having to flush 20 times and dishwashers not running and stuff. It's like, do you not know how to use your shower, Donald, or something? You know, like, I don't. Because he, he talks about it like it's such a universal thing. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. But it's probably just his properties are just, you know, poorly put together. And so there's plumbing issues at a lot of his... Because that's where he mainly stays, too. So I think that's what he's saying is that his properties have bad plumbing and are put together poorly. And so that creates a, a shower pressure, dishwasher toilet flushing issue um, in the you know in the basic functionality of plumbing and stuff in his Trump owned properties you know that's probably what it is more so uh, hopefully to I, I I do want to see the Trump Empire liquidated quite a bit oh, great bit there needs to be some we can't allow this kind of crap to keep going on where some you know some family inherits a shit ton of money and then they use it to just sort of exploit people and fuck people over and prop up all these massive things and then they just grift off the system and then they avoid paying any taxes while well, they're certainly receiving federal benefits but then they can avoid paying any taxes at all it's just you know yeah be, gotta fix this kind of thing because um, we're, we're the Trump era kind of exposed the kind of class divide um, and it's pretty bad you know like because then you got his kids going on TV and stuff and they're spouting out all their nonsense and stuff and because they're like what the, the fourth generation or more of Trump's in America that have been born into affluence each subsequent generation it has even greater affluence affluence and aloofness to the regular working class experience they're so far removed now at this point that it's it's almost like it's like genetic or something they, they have their ability to understand a regular person is 
almost impossible now because they're they're so far removed like nth degrees you know they're sort of fun little place to vacation as kids was this big massive compound mansion that Donald Trump has tried to use as a business expense you know they're most regular people don't have that and that, that was just like standard for them you know they were born with silver spoons or whatever, you know, up the butt. Like, they're... It, but it's, uh, you know, people get enamored with wealth. We, we make certain assumptions about people that are wealthy. We assume they're successful. If you're wealthy and you own a company of some kind, we'll assume that you created jobs, whatever that term actually means. I don't, I don't know. Donald Trump bankrupted six different companies, so I'm not really sure how he's created jobs. What, what does that mean? Create jobs? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> if you invested in the uh, renewable energy sector, that would be creating jobs because there would be new jobs that would be needed to do the additional work. You know, that, that's sort of creating jobs. Jobs that don't currently exist that need to be created to get the work done that's in demand or whatever. But uh, well, I'm a little rambling this morning because it's uh, like still cautiously optimistic. Feels like we're finally winding down this Trump thing. There's this kind of headache and this kind of descent into fascism. Feels like it's over, but it's not officially over. Trump's going to try to legal challenge it, but his legal challenges have no merit. But there was 69 people that also voted for Trump, you know, and uh, you know, supported that. So. Getting a little feisty in this country, but it also feels like we're settling down a bit. All the while, the coronavirus still rages. It's, it hasn't been talked about as much over the last few days because of all the election things. People are just, I think a lot of people just want to move on from this Trump thing. Like, you know, we, we took a little sidestep for four years, just moved backwards. Uh, it's like, let, let's start moving forward again. Yeah, yeah. like we we... Descended long enough, you know. And I get the folks that support him really love him and think he's great, but it's time to move forward, man. End of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, etc., etc. But it's uh, cautious optimism, too, because it's, um, you know, even if Biden does indeed win, get sworn in, and all that, there's Something got stirred up over these last four years, um, and uh, yeah, there's there's like a militant anti-liberalism that's kind of been brewing a bit. It's been always it's been around for a while, but now it's kind of became more vocal, uh, more outspoken over these last few years. A sort of you know militant anti kind of equality for all type thing you know and sort of demonizing those that want progressive things healthcare is a right universal education universal basic income and they're vehemently against it some of these militant groups because it would one of the reasons is because for some of these militant groups is because it is something that would also benefit non-white people it would benefit white people Black people, Latinos, Asians, Native Americans, all different types of people who would benefit from universal health care. 
universal basic income, free education, investment in infrastructure. There's all kinds of people that benefit, not just white people. And I think for some of the militant groups, I think that's probably why they've been getting fired up over the last few years. You know, Trump has really been stoking those kind of, hey, the Democrats are going to instill socialism. You know, it's getting people, it got people fired up just saying that word. You know, what is socialism? It doesn't really matter what people's, what they think socialism is. The people that are trying to get universal health care passed, universal basic income, free education, they're not socialists. No, they are what they, do. they call themselves. You know, in this case, they're you know, some of them call them justice Democrats, progressive Democrats. Some of them do use socialist Democrats. They'll use use the word meaning, you know. There's certain things that are probably just a little bit better if they're publicly funded, not publicly run necessarily. Like government funding healthcare means government is funding healthcare. They're not providing the healthcare. You know, it's not like the VA. No, it's it, it's just the funding of the hospitals. You know, the medical staff and all that. They 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 manage their own hospital. You know, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, obviously healthcare would be far less expensive if uh, we're not devoting massive amounts of money to paying an insurance company that's then, you know, a for-profit business that's going to use the money raised, the profits, to pay dividends to its shareholders and bonuses to execs, just like any other corporation. That's what it is. It's a for-profit entity. So the public investing in healthcare providers and healthcare direct, you know, hospitals and stuff, you know, the people that heal people, investing directly in that so that people don't have to pay out of pocket to this middleman who then only pays a portion of the cut. Yeah, that, that would obviously make things a lot more efficient, obviously, you know, people have the right to get health care. Easy peasy. Yeah. Now, what, what do the health insurance companies do to try to continue to earn a profit when their product is no longer really that viable anymore it's really a secondary concern um blunt answer who gives a shit you know i i don't really care if you're in a company big massive company and you the owner are earning massive amounts of money neato good for you hopefully you're investing in things you know um you know societies change and progress if you're not able or willing to progress with it and you may be left behind. Yeah. So, you know, uh, if you're a health insurance company, try maybe start figuring out how to differentiate your product. Disability income insurance, other types of insurance, you know, value adds when people are in the hospital for long stays. You know, I, I don't know. Some sort of concierge service for hospital, but I mean, and maybe just a coverage of things above and beyond certain basic coverage as a right um but yeah once everyone has health care as a right you wouldn't need health insurance if you want to continue to pay 300 a month to blue cross blue shield kaiser permanente or whatever it's your money it's a capitalist society but <laughs> it's a capitalist society you can still earn as much as you want okay yeah getting health care and all free education universal basic income that's not all you get or whatever that's not it's not like you're prohibited from earning more than that. That's just what you get as a basic right. You get a basic income, 
you can earn as much you can earn as much education as you want. Um, you know, and you you have a right to health care. Health care, not, not health insurance. You have a, the right to health care. Meaning, when you get sick, you go to the place that heals people, and then when you're better, you you go. It, yeah, so far more efficient that way. When when people need help, they just go get the help, and then they're on. They go on with their life. Yeah, far more efficient. And of course, along with that, various things to sort of make our society move forward. Better taxation to the wealthy, marginal tax, state tax, wealth tax. People making over some exorbitant amount of money in a year doesn't pick a really, really, really big number that 98% of the country is not earning. This would only affect about 2% of the populace. Any amount earned over that really big amount is taxed at a really big amount, like 70% or so. It's 70% of the amount over a really big number. Goes to fund infrastructure investment, health care, public education, and universal basic income. Things that benefit the people. The people are all kinds of people. It doesn't matter whether you are white, black, Latino, Asian, whatever. Whether you're, you know, liberal, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you have access to an education, a basic income, and you and health care as a right, that, that is a benefit to you as a human being. Again, regardless of what political affiliation you have. So, some basic taxes on the excess, it would predominantly affect about 2% of the population, the vast, vast majority of people, no matter what their political views, would not be affected by a marginal tax, a state tax, or wealth tax. Those taxes go to pay for a wide variety of things that have direct benefit to regular people. Okay, so then what you do, you do also invest in Environmental regulations, protecting the environment, renewable energies, and things like that. Um, obviously, burning fossil fuels is a short-term prospect. It, it's obviously not something we can continue to do indefinitely. So, if we want to have our species survive indefinitely, we need to change the way that we fuel our economy. And so, there are others that have already been researched and stuff and we've come a long way it's time to get a little bit further on that um understanding of course that the sort of anti-change is going to use all kinds of propaganda and weird messaging to try to convince people that no the only possible way to fuel the economy is by big digging huge holes in the ground and then burning the goo that's that you you suck up out of the depths of the earth that's it that's the only possible way or to go into the depths of hell and burn this black rock and the people that are mining that rock get like cancerous and stuff and die and then when you burn the black rock it releases all this toxic you know chemical gas into the air and stuff and that's the only possible way no the reason just keep in mind the reason you're hearing that message about clean coal and you know um pro fracking and stuff the people who own the rights to those certain types of energy sources make a lot of money yes those people it's commonly referred to as sold their soul yeah they make a lot of money people die get sick have serious health problems but they make a lot of money yeah so the Koch brothers and the people that own the rights to you know fracking and stuff 
Yeah, the thing they are doing has direct damage to the environment, to life on this planet. Do they care? Maybe a little, but they got paid a lot of money to not care, you know, and so that's what they do. So regulating those doesn't, is a good thing, <laughs> you know, regulating, drilling and stuff like that is a good thing. Investing in renewables is a good thing. Um, being short-sighted and only seeing the way we've been doing things for the last hundred years is the only way to do it is negative. You know, we got, we got to, got to move forward. And, um, you know, there needs to be just, there needs to be a greater investment in the people. That's what a country should be. A country where you have basic rights and, um, you're, you're able to live your life. You know, there, there is opportunity. There isn't restrictions because of the group you're born into. There isn't overprivilege for the people grown into the affluent class. Some way to kind of compel those born into the affluent class to participate. Uh, or else, you know, certain portions of the wealth. Like, it would be harder to just sort of transfer wealth from generation to generation that's not if they're not doing anything during their lifetime, if they're just sort of, you know, fucking around, close the, close those tax loopholes. Um, you lose a hundred million dollars in the in value of a business. Yeah, you you don't get to avoid paying taxes for twenty years just because you were bad at running a business. That that seems kind of off. You know, that's interesting. You know, that we allow such a thing. Trump, one of those guys, was able to do that. But I don't know. I think we don't really need to reinvent the wheel. I think a lot of it's just better messaging. A better explaining at how universal health care would be funded. Do we need to raise the tax rates on the working class? No. I mean, well, why do that? There's huge, massive amounts of money that's just pouring in to a tiny group of people, tiny, tiny group of people, you know, massive, stupid wealth. There's individual human beings in this country who have billions with a B. One billion dollars is a thousand millions. Just one billion is a thousand millions. That is a lot of millions. And yes, if you have 30 billion, that's 30,000 millions. That's a shit ton of millions. So yeah, there, there's a tiny group of people that has massive wealth. Yes, a, a better tax rate, more, you know, logical taxing of that group has zero effect on their way of life. It, it may affect their, you know, whatever, their ego or something. But yeah, that's just ego. You know, they are, many of them define themselves by what their net worth is, but their lifestyles are still the same. What's the difference between 800 million and 3 billion? A ton. A lot of money. That is a huge difference. But lifestyle? Yeah, it's, it's really the same. I mean, you, you get to a point where you, you can only buy so much shit, you know, and actually use it and actually have it be a part of your life on a, like a daily level. You know, you can only live in so many houses and truly live in them, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm certainly not saying that as a challenge to some wealthy dumb shit to just show off. Oh, I, if you want to see how much shit I can buy, I'll, you know. Like, there's plenty of those dumbasses that just, 
It's all they do with their money. They just buy lots of shit. Look how many, look at the big boat I have, and look how many cars I have. Look at the, I got this house here, and this house here. I got a golf course. And their their entire, I mean, that is Trump. His entire identity as a person is just all the shit that he owns. And that's it. That's all he is, is just his stuff with his name on it. Look at me. <laughs> so fucking, ugh. Well, anyway, this early morning on Friday, future's looking better. So optimistic for a good future. And, uh, and also optimistic that this damn vote gets finalized and that Biden's the winner and we can definitely definitively stop moving forward. But, yeah, so a little rambling today, sometimes I take notes before I start talking on my podcast, other times I don't, and so this one's probably a little more rambling and incoherent, so many thoughts bouncing around, it's like a weight's starting to get lifted or something, it's just, oh, you know, it's like, oh wow, this, this Trump thing might actually finally be over, you know, there was like real worry that like it would just, he would find a way to just linger around forever. It looks like we're, we're finally nearing the end of this stupid Trump thing. At least with him being president, you know, how long his, his movement lingers around? That's the other. That's another question. But <sighs> optimistic about the future, but you know, there's still a lot going on. So make sure you wear your mask, public. Stay safe. Um, and stay healthy. God bless. This is Gary. Speaking out loud.